Warning, the Motion Picture Association of America requires that we inform you that this episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies contains massive spoilers that could ruin a first-time screening of the film covered in this episode. So, if you don't want to know that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's that Goose in Top Gun, that is really Kaiser Sose at the end of The Usual Suspects, or that Bruce Willis was a the whole time in The Sixth Sense, then proceed with caution. Powered by Transistor FM. Grab your popcorn, silence your phones, and tell your friends to shut up. Do not adjust your projector settings because what you're about to hear is real. The Derek Duvall Show presents Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. Prepare yourself for insight and honest reviews from a married couple with varying movie tastes. Hot takes, hotter insights, and news you can use. Now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Mindy and Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello! Hello! Hey, everybody. Hi. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today on another fantastic episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. We are back. Mindy, go ahead and tell us what fantastic film we're going to be talking about today. Today, we're going to be talking about the brand new film, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. That's right. The brand new in theaters film, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. We just went and saw it on Saturday. And I tell you what, it was a packed theater. I was not expecting it to be based on the early box office returns. So it was pleasantly uh, full and I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I think you were basing that on early critic reviews that were not as nice no actually i was on early ticket returns they were saying it was only scheduled to do a 70 million opening so i was like i was kind of surprised that the theater was full so i'm kind of i'm happy yeah indeed yeah so this film uh i just checked it out as of this recording it has a 68 percent rotten tomato score for critics and an 88 percent audience score one of those rare cases where the audience got it right and the critics got it wrong. <laughs> Says you. <laughs> Says me. Anyway, I was kind of surprised when I saw that last night when we got on Rotten Tomatoes and we was like, oh, that's interesting. It doesn't happen very often. It's always the other way around. So, yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about this film. Mindy, what did you know about uh, the Indiana Jones, the new one going into this? I knew that they were going to basically pretend like the Crystal Skull never happened. Uh, from what I could gather. <laughs> That's not true. Okay. Well, I thought they were going to ignore that the Crystal Skull ever happened. Maybe you were hoping that, and that's where I got that from? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know Shia LaBeouf is not in this movie. That's correct. <laughs> we know that Karen Allen is in this film, and she was is still married to to Indiana Jones, but they are technically separated and going through divorce proceedings. Yeah, that's the, true. The, well, yeah, I didn't are, know that ahead of time. So as yeah. far as what I knew ahead of time, I knew that it was a new Indiana Jones movie and that we were going to go see it, and I didn't really need to know much else. <laughs> yeah. But you know, this is also the first film not directed by Steven Spielberg. He This is one directed by James Mangold. Okay, then. Spielberg and George Lucas serve as executive producers. So this is the first one also released under the Disney banner. Yes, I did notice that. Yeah, not under Paramount Pictures. So, 
Yeah, this and this is also one of the most expensive films ever made with a two hundred and fifty to three hundred million dollar budget. And that's not counting advertising as well. So this has to make a lot of money to to make to break even. So I'm hoping that it makes a nice return on its investment because this is a, it's it's a pretty decent film. Let's be honest, it's Disney, so they don't need it to break even. They can just put movies out. Well, <laughs> they have enough money. <laughs> well, the other part, well, that's a, a big point of that that people were making online is I'll just wait for it to come on Disney Plus. Yep, that's true. People were just saying that I'll just wait for it to come on Disney Plus. It'll be on Disney Plus in a in a week or sorry in a, in a month or two, so I don't have to go see it in theaters. I can just wait for Disney Plus. And I feel like that's hurting the box office returns on this film. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Mindy does not understand that this is also a business. It's not just it's not just entertainment. So fair enough. <laughs> anyway. People need to get, people need to get paid, men. All right. Whatever. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So you knew that going into it. Uh, I knew, obviously, like I said, they were going to make one more Indiana Jones. Obviously, Harrison Ford. He ain't no spring chicken anymore, but you know what? I have to admit, he was able to still pull off a lot of the, I wouldn't say the stunt work, because obviously he can't do a lot of the old stunts he was doing, but he still looked like he was still getting into the mix of things, you know? Yeah, I think so too, yeah. I mean, obviously for some of the more daring stunts, that was clearly not him. Right, <laughs> right, right. I think he even said he didn't do most of his stunts because just like in Star Wars, you know, he hurt his ankle and then they were shut down for so long. So he was like, right. I don't even want to take that chance if it's going to be something that's more dangerous than, risk, you know, shutting the whole movie down just because I wanted to do something stupid. Right. Uh, but you know what? The amazing thing is, though, before we get into the notebooks, Professor, I do want to say one thing. De-aging has come a long way. And the the opening sequence, every every Indiana Jones film has an amazing opening sequence. This one, again, serves just as good as the other ones. And the fact that they were able to take young Harrison Ford and put him into this film. Unfortunately, they gave him old Harrison Ford's voice. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned. I didn't actually notice that, but you did. I did. They gave him old Harrison Ford's voice, but they have young Harrison Ford there. They it it looked amazing. I it it's come a long way since Tron Legacy, and it looked seamless. I was incredibly, I all I suspended all disbelief. It was like, oh my god, I'm seeing, you know, forty thirties and forty year old Harrison Ford on screen again. Yeah, I thought they did a great job, and I know there was a lot of controversy in going into the movie that people were complaining about the de-aging and and stuff so i was glad to see it looked nice yeah i agree all right so i've talked enough let's get to the notebook see what i did there you hypnotized him no i used this this is the most important piece of equipment you will ever own this notebook has saved my skin more times than i care to mention you should think about using yours more often i do use mine show me that's just extraordinary okay so we had just watched in preparation a little bit kind of for seeing the new film we had just watched indiana jones and the last crusade a few days before that just to kind of refamiliarize ourselves and so in that movie indiana jones is having to go after the holy grail in order to help save his father but that was his father's like lifelong obsession and wanted to find it and so i thought there was a really neat parallel between that and 
Basil and his daughter, who they call Wombat a lot in the film as a nickname. So she, he, his obsession was this Archimedes dial. And he had written all this stuff in his notebook, just like Indiana Jones's dad had done with the grail. And then she was having to decipher it and memorize it to try to help him find it to kind of complete her father's like goal in life, even after he passed. So I thought that was kind of a cool parallel. I have to say as well, because the reason we watched The Last Crusade as well, not only is it my favorite Indiana Jones film, because it is the pinnacle gold standard for Indiana Jones, but it also introduced, uh, reintroduced um, the villains that will be in this film, the Nazis, who are the scum of humanity. And I was like, if we're going to watch a movie to prep for this movie, there is no greater scum to, to watch a movie with than the Nazis. So we did Last Crusade. Thank you, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so the next thing I wrote down, so they, uh, there are some, there, you don't know at the time that they're Nazis, but it turns out they become, they are Nazis, but one of the guys who is the bad guy, what's his name? You talking about uh, Mads Mikkelsen's character? Yes, that guy. Um... No, 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 I just was trying to think of his real name too. Oh, uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Dr. Schneider or whatever, I think. Oh, no, Jurgen Voller. That was his real name. He just oh, yeah. Was... He kept going by Dr. Schneider. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so he has some, like, henchmen that are kind of after Wombat to try to get this dial because I think she's on to getting it and they want to get it first. Anyway, so they're chasing Indiana Jones through this parade and he, like, steals a policeman's horse and he's riding this horse through the parade, which I thought was a really kind of funny bit there. And then, um, so yeah, so they don't capture him there. He get, he ends up getting away and then they end up going to Morocco because Wombat had the half of the dial and they knew that there was this big underground black market auction about to happen at this hotel in Morocco. So they go follow him, uh, follow her to Morocco. And then Indiana Jones shows up and he's like, Hey, that's mine. And then Dr. Schneider, the Nazi shows up and says, Nope, that's mine. You stole it from me and I stole it from them. And, that's how everything works and and that's <laughs> fine. And so anyway, there so he Indiana Jones is trying to get it back and then he takes out his whip and he's like, you know, whipping at everyone like back, back. And then How's they that all go again? Up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody pulls out their guns and it was like, oops. And I was like, so I wrote down, he brought a whip to a gunfight. <laughs> <laughs> so and then Wombat and Indiana Jones are talking and he's like, how did you like end up like this? Because we find out that she's, you know, gotten into some trouble. She got put in jail and this like Moroccan mobsters son, like bailed her out. And like, apparently she promised to marry him and then reneged on that. And so she's like, got all this debt from the bail money and like gambling debts. And she's like, running with the shady crowd and so indiana jones is like how did you end up like this and she was like oh i don't know if only i had a father a father figure like someone specifically anointed for that job because indiana jones was her godfather and he really slept on the job there yeah face <laughs> yeah because he said earlier he hadn't seen her in like 18 years and his, her dad had died i don't know in what time frame yeah. how long her dad had died uh but anyway so since her dad had died, he hadn't really been checking up on her, which is kind of his job as Godfather. Okay, so then they find the coordinates of where this sunken ship was, and they know that there's this other shelf below with the rest of the wreckage, and they think that's where the other half of the dial is. So they uh, chart this ship, 
uh, with Indiana Jones's friend Antonio Banderas, who, spoiler alert, ends up dying, which is very sad. Is it really just he's only in it for like 10 minutes? It feels like, he, yeah, he, he was not in the movie for very long. And it felt like a glorified cameo, basically. Yeah, but maybe he just always wanted to be in an Indiana Jones movie. I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so, anyway, so they find this sunken ship and they're like okay we can only go down there for three minutes that's how long we have with the air situation because it's you know this is like back in the 60s late 60s so they are not very advanced with that so they go diving down there and they're like oh yeah before you guys go down <laughs> there was something splashing around in the water like oh what was that is that a shark and he's like oh no we don't have sharks out here but we do have eels and some of them are like pretty big and you should probably avoid them and if they clamp down if they bite you they're gonna clamp down and that's bad news so like basically stay away from the eels it's like oh great and then one of the, the kid i think says oh that looks like a snake at indian jones like no it doesn't <laughs> he's like shut up <laughs> so of course they go down and dive around find what they're looking for and then of course they disturb a bunch of eels and it's like Bang! it's like so it's yeah. you know it's the snake scene that is present in any in any indiana jones movie it just happens to be eels this time yeah <laughs> so and then so then they find what they think is this you know they find it actually the bad guys by then had gotten to the ship they open the thing that they found and it was this like like this uh square heavy carved thing and it had a bunch of i don't know what language it was in some ancient language that wombat knew and so she you know pretends that she's going to do this for money and says yeah i'll translate that for you and help you find it for 100 grand and they're like yeah yeah that's that's nothing <laughs> and so they do that and then they figure out that we're the next place they need to go but she didn't necessarily tell them everything. And then she had some stick of dynamite in her pocket that they blew up the ship and escaped real quick. But the guy used his binoculars and was like, oh, they're going west and not east. Gee, I wonder where they're going. And so they find them anyway. So anyway, the, the, but they get to this cave that was really cool. It had all this really cool echo effect. Mm. The cave of Dionysus, I Which is going to sound really cool in my theater room when we play that, I bet, in Atmos. Ooh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. So they are going through these different, like, they climb up this 40 foot of rock, even though he's like, you know, 80 years old or whatever. <laughs> and he's climbing up all these rocks. They're fitting through all these little niche tunnels, going across rickety bridges. And they find, you know, this tunnel that they have to go through in these very tight quarters in the cave. And then they shine their flashlight and they're like, Oh my God. And I just wrote down all the bugs exclamation mark. Mm. It reminded me of, I think it's the one, maybe it's a uh, temple of doom. Isn't that where they have to go through that like passageway yeah. and there's like all these bugs. Yeah. Yeah. Great callback. Great callback. Temple yeah. of doom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also in Raiders as well. I mean, Raiders, when they go through the thing with all the giant spiders on them. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, so anyway, so the, the whole point of this movie, I guess, did you go through the plot? You didn't go through the plot earlier. No, but it's fine. Okay. So uh, I'll just like briefly say the point of the dial of destiny is Archimedes dial. And so, 
you know, legend has it that Archimedes split this dial into two because it was too powerful. And he figured out that it was going to be able to predict where fissures in time were that people could go through and travel around in time. And obviously, if you are a Nazi, <laughs> that seems like a great idea. But everyone else does not want the Nazis to time travel. <laughs> Well, I mean, what was the purpose of there? Do you remember the purpose of why he wanted to time travel? Yes. So the main bad guy, what's his name in the film? Baller. Baller. Okay. So he's like, yeah, yeah. Like Hitler started, this is what he said. He said, Hitler started such a good thing, but he made so many mistakes and I got to see all those mistakes. So now I'm going to go back in time. We're going to kill him and I'm going to be the new Fuhrer and I'm going to do things right. And it's like, oh crap we do not yeah. want that to happen <laughs> that, would, that would be bad that would be bad <laughs> so they end up finding so then they have to go find this um tomb where archimedes tomb which nobody had ever found i guess and so they find archimedes tomb and they find the other half surprise the nazis show up and they find it too so they put it together they put this little thing in and it opens up and it starts spinning around you're like oh crap so they make their way to this plane that they had already nazied up you know they had old nazi uniforms and they shoot indiana jones oh and they shoot indiana jones yeah because they're like oh now what now you have yeah. to come with us uh yeah. so yeah so that was bad and so then they find this little fissure in time and they fly their plane through it and as they're about to go in, because the, the, the bad guy had said, I've calculated it, and we are going to spit out of this fissure on August 20th of 1939 at this address, and I'm going to go over there. It's in Berlin or Munich, maybe. And I'm going to go there and kill him. We're going to sort things out and get it right. As they're about to be sucked into this like wormhole thing, Indiana Jones was like, uh-oh. You know what Archimedes didn't know about yet? Continental drift. <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't have been able to figure those into his calculations. So I don't think we're going where you think we're going. And he's like, yeah. it's fine. Shut up. It's fine. And then at the last second, he's like, oh, my God, I think he's right. And he tries to stop them. And it's like, no, too late. So too they late. go through this wormhole thing. And they're like, oh, good. Okay, this looks like we're in Venice or, you know, near Venice. So, yeah, we just need a plot, of course, to Germany. No big deal. We'll just, you know, we'll fly there. And then they look down and it's like, wait a minute. This is not, this is not 1939. They, 214 BC. Yeah, it was 214 BC. And they are right in the middle of the siege of Syracuse in <laughs> Italy. And all these warships are like, firing these big spears and these like uh big boulders that are on fire and they're just like oh crap and then they look up and they see these planes and they're like oh my god they have dragons we must kill these dragons because what else would be flying in the sky i guess oh <laughs> uh, so that was kind of a crazy part so when they find the tomb of archimedes there are some things inscribed like carved out on it and they're like wait a minute that looks like propellers and he's wearing a watch. So I think he freaking did it. I think this guy actually traveled back in time and you're like, Oh crap. Well, that's really bad then because it works. So when they get there, Archimedes sees them and he's like, Oh crap. I think 
it must have worked sometimes. So he goes out and, you know, goes to them and finds them in the field. And he sees this plane that had crashed, propellers, and the Nazi had burned up. So he looked down. He's like, ooh, that's a cool thing on his arm. I'm going to take that. It's a watch. So that's where we get that from the tomb. And Indiana Jones had been shot earlier. So he's like bleeding. And and this kid who was trying to be like the new short round, but nobody can be the new short round. I don't know why they just didn't bring short round back. (laughs) Well, first of all, he's a grown up now and he's an Oscar winner. (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) so because you couldn't have anybody else play short round either. Kiki Kwan's role, man. So anyway, so this kid had actually taken this plane and flown through with them. So he landed safely, even though the Nazis plane had crashed. So he's like, yeah, come on, let's go. We got to go. This thing's about to close back up. We got to get back home. You're, you know, you're bleeding here. You've been shot. And he's like, you know what? I think I'm just supposed to stay here. And she's like, no, 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 you're not. You're not staying here. Like, he's got to figure this out on his own. Like, you can't just stay here. You'll change the course of human history and, like, affect so many other things. And, like, no, you're not staying. And he's like, yeah, but I am. And she's like, "Mm, no. And so she punches him in the face and drags him on the plane. (laughs) So I was like, oh. But I wrote down, I thought, that could have been kind of cool if they would have left him there. But It created a time paradox, but yeah. Yeah, I was like, you know, it who knows what things that would have affected if Archimedes had all the knowledge that he had from 1969. Yeah, so. George Cooney would be Batman. That's what would have happened. <laughs> That's what you think? <laughs> <laughs> wow. John Hamm would be Batman. Who knows? <laughs> oh, goodness. So at the end, he wakes up and he has all these bandages. And you're like, okay, good. They patched him up they, you know, from the gunshot wound and all that. And but he wakes up and he's like, and Wombat is there, and he's like, Well, she's like, see, you're you're supposed to be here. This is your time. You're supposed to be in this time. And he was like, But for who? So it wasn't like it wasn't like, why am I supposed to be here? But who am I supposed to be here for? Because his son, we find out earlier, like his son had died in the war. He had signed up to piss off his dad. He died in the war. Him and and Marion, his wife. Had, like she was so sad about it and he couldn't console her at all and it just drove them apart and that's why they were getting a divorce and so it was like oh like i thought that was really kind of sad then here comes marion walking through the door with some groceries and she he's like what are you doing here and she's like I'm putting groceries away you didn't have anything in this house and he's like no, no no like what are you doing here and it was like oh maybe they're gonna get back together so that was really sweet mm. Because at first it was like, yeah, I mean, if he's getting divorced, his kid is dead. Like, and he just got almost like they surprised him with retirement at the college he was working at. Because like they forced him out. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, man, he maybe doesn't have a lot. I love it. I love it. They gave that. He just gave that clock. They gave him to some random passerby. It's <laughs> like, here, yeah. take this. He's like, Ugh, take this crap. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. no, um, I love the callback to the original Raiders. He's like, where does it hurt? He goes here. Where does it yeah. hurt? Here here you know like that and yeah that was a real sweet moment as well that was a really and it was great to have karen allen back yeah i I thought for sure she wasn't coming back when you know when they saw the divorce papers i'm like oh man because she they the last scene they got married in in crystal skull so i was like you know but uh i'm glad that she came back that is a cameo but uh yeah she was in it for like five minutes (laughs) if that if 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 barely barely that uh so just the only other thing i i (laughs) <laughs> we started talking about this yesterday 
was at first I was a little bit confused. It was a little bit like disorienting for me because I was trying to figure out where this film fits in in the timeline of the other Indiana Jones films. So we kind of had to talk about that. So you you did a good job of doing that. So you tell that now. <laughs> okay. So it goes the, the chronological chronological order of the films goes Temple of Doom, Raiders of the Lost Ark, The Last Well, no no no. I know what order they're in. Okay. But tell me what time frames they're in like you did. Oh. Temple of Doom takes place in the 1930 in the early 1930s. Raiders takes place in 1935. Tem uh, Last Crusade takes place in 1939. Crystal Skull takes place in the 50s and this one takes place in 1969. Yeah. So that that was that was a good kind of to help yeah. clarify that for me cuz I was sitting there for like the first 20 minutes of the film and I'm like, "Well, wait, he's how old?" And okay, it's 1969 because they talked about it being moon day. They just yeah. landed landed on the moon or they were just coming back from being on the moon or whatever. Yeah, they, the, they were doing the New York City parade of the yeah, Apollo doing the parade. parade. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I was like, "Okay, so it's 1969 and I was trying to just figure that out in my head and I was like, Okay, I'm getting distracted from the movie I need to watch now. I'll ask Derek later. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Okay. Well, with that in mind, let's go down to our final ratings. Mindy, go ahead and tell us what is a one star? Bloody awful. Two stars? Bloody uninspired. Three stars? Bloody average. Three, uh, sorry, four stars? Bloody brilliant. And five stars? Bloody marvelous. All right, I'll go first. I was pleasantly surprised by this film. I had very low expectations going into this based on the early critical uh, claim for this film. But I have to admit, this felt like a great Indiana Jones film. And it was a real redemption for the last one. I think the last one was done on a dare. And... <laughs> And I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I was I was sitting there like the whole time. The last one I was just sitting there the whole time, like, good lord, this is this is terrible. But no, this one it was fun. It was there was I I honestly I think I could have trimmed about thirty minutes out of it. There's a there's a few scenes that went on a little too long, but other than that, I I gave it four stars. Awesome. Yeah. I too enjoyed this film. The only other thing I forgot to say from my notebook was every time they had. Part of the little original score come through from indiana you know their classic indiana jones score like even like you know like the exciting one there's like the love one you know the, yeah. all the like original score parts every time those came on it was like oh that's nice like yeah. i feel like it got an extra bonus point every time the, it did that. like Mar marion's theme and all that yeah. yeah 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 so i thought that was also really good so but yeah it had adventure it had redemption. It had, you know, time travel. It had love. I mean, it, it had all the the key pieces that you hope to see in an Indiana Jones film. So I also give it four stars. Bloody brilliant. Nice, nice. I will say this before we finish up, though, there is one last thing I want to say. If this truly is Harrison Ford's last go as Indiana Jones, he went out on a high note. I think that there's, there's no question about it. He went on a high note. It was definitely a redemption from from Crystal Skull. He he was I, I was real skeptical that he could pull off one last go as Indiana Jones because I knew you, the whole time you're looking like really the dude's nearly eighty. Can he really still do it? And he pulled it off. It was great. So this I, when we were leaving the theater yesterday, I remember I said I said that's the last time I'm ever going to get to see Indiana Jones on the big screen, and yeah. it was a bit bittersweet. 
but he 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 went off on a high note and i'm i'm really really grateful that we got to see it on the big screen yep indeed uh, all right well, that's that wraps it up for us here at Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. And we just want to say thank you to everyone for tuning in. Just want to give you guys a big heads up that we are sponsored by BetterHelp. Go to betterhelp.com slash Derek Duvall Show for 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash Derek Duvall Show. And other than that, you keep listening to them. We'll keep making them. Until next time. We'll, we'll see, see you at the movies, movies planet, planet Earth. Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com, to explore past episodes and find links to purchase merchandise. Please subscribe to our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Derek Duvall Show.